there, friends. Welcome to Utica Youth Podcast. We're glad to have you joining us for today's word. We hope and believe this serves you as a blessing and encouragement. Praise God, brothers and sisters. Um, it's so good to see all of you guys here and up to this point um, being encouraged by every single person um, Josh, awesome short word, but such an encouragement. Uh, you have a talent, and God's going to use you um, to bring the gospel to many more people. And you know, um, amazing poem. And it's a small show of what God can do when you give time to him. Um, Zhenya, same thing. He learned to play guitar because he decided that, hey, God, I'm going to devote a piece of time to you so you can use me. And it's the same for each and every single one of us. Our life is busy and the enemy does everything he can to have us occupied with the cares of this life. Um, But all God wants is for you to set aside time to seek his face and to acknowledge him and to come into his presence and let him speak to you. Um, And let us... Turn to Galatians 5, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. And our focus and our goal that we chose this year as a youth is to cultivate family. And here Paul is writing to the church in Galatians. Um, instructing them on how to treat one another in light of the freedom that they have received from Christ. He commands them to love one another and to serve one another. And then he says, he quotes Leviticus 19.18. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. And we read in Matthew 22.36, as well as in Mark 12. 31, Jesus himself also quotes this section saying, love your neighbor as yourself. If we flip to John 13, verse 34 and 35, a new command I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so we understand that love for one another is a crucial part and must be present amongst us for people to know that we are his disciples. But if we flip back back to Galatians chapter 5 and we read verse 15.
Paul writes, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be, be destroyed by each other. And he's writing this to believers, to people who know that love should dwell amongst them. But he's also warning them that they have to take the time to look and to inspect what, what actions they are doing that can possibly be this biting and devouring that can lead to the destruction of each other. And my desire today is to focus on one specific characteristic or action that leads to destruction of our family, and that's gossip. And in order to move forward, we have to have a common understanding or at least be able to define what gossip is. So in brief, it's sharing information. This can be true or false about someone else behind their back in a negative way. Um, key things being true, false, and in a negative way. Uh, the scriptures don't define gossip as an action, but instead it's a reflection of the character of a person. And let's flip to 1 Timothy 5.13. It says, besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. Emphasis on the word, they learn to be idlers, and then it describes that they go from house to house, and this is not only idlers, but they also learn to be gossips and busybodies. We'll read Romans one twenty nine. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, and no mercy. And what I want us to see is where in, in this list of horrible wickedness, evil, greed, depravity, envy, murder, gossip also falls into that list. Why? Because it is just as destructive and just as much of a sin as the rest. You don't want to be a gossip. It's hurtful. It destroys people. It damages trust. I think most of us can put our, have been in a situation where either someone has said something about us, true or false, behind someone's back. And then after we hear a report of that, how it damages the relationship between us and that person it totally takes away any trust. It takes away love between us. And this is not the way it should be amongst the believers. We read Proverbs 16, says, a perverse person 
stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. Psalms 101.5. Whoever slanders their neighbor in secret, I will put to silence. Whoever has haughty eyes and a proud heart, I will not tolerate. In the ESV, it says, whoever slanders his neighbor secretly, I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. These are the warnings that we receive from the scriptures themselves about the consequences of gossip. We're also taught on multiple occasions, we'll just read in one, Matthew 12, 36, that we will be held accountable for every single word that we say. Matthew 12, 36. It says, but I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word that they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words will be condemned. This is another serious warning for us to consider every single time before we speak and before we decide to share something about somebody else behind their back. One thing that's most interesting is we'll read in Proverbs 18.8 and chapter 26.22. It says, the words of a whisper are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. And it made me think, why, why are they delicious morsels? What is it that this gossip, why do we delight in it? And what it is, is Jesus taught us that everything that's within us will eventually come out from us. Brother Roma actually spoke uh, on Sunday about this, and we'll read Matthew 12, 33. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good, or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is recognized by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings the good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you that everyone will have to give account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. And again in Matthew 15, verses 18 and 19. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, and here we see the word slander, synonymous to gossip. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. And so when we catch ourselves partaking in these practices of gossiping or talking behind someone's back, it should automatically trigger something within us that, hey, there's something wrong at the heart level, and I need to dig a little deeper and find out what is it in me that is stirring me to act and behave in this manner. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. 
For I am afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. And if we take a look at the characteristics that uh, Paul lists here, we can identify one that gives rise to all the rest, and that being either conceit or pride. And that's exactly why gossip is so delicious, because it endlessly feeds our pride. Um, We can also note this relationship in the verse I read in Psalm 101.5, where it says, whoever slanders his neighbor, secretly I will destroy. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure. So notice the connection between the first and the second part of the verse. The destruction of the slanderer, which stems from the haughty look, which is pride and an arrogant heart. So what is our remedy for gossip? We need to address that issue of pride that's within us. And we can, go, we can stay with that list of characteristics in 2 Corinthians 12.20. And we can go quarreling. Um, do you gossip because you're drawn to quarreling? Does it satisfy you to see some discord between someone else? Proverbs 17.19 17, says, Whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Is your gossip driven by jealousy? Are you looking to hurt somebody else because you're jealous of their situation in their life and not satisfied with your own? Perhaps they have something that which you desire, which you covet, but because you can't have it, you go and you tell somebody, hey, look what they have, and try to make them seem as the worst person just because you can't have it. Perhaps there's some anger within you that drives you to talk badly about those people. Perhaps you don't fit in with the friend group, and so you go and spread discord just so there's no peace amongst them. And we can keep going on with this list, but you get the point. We, when we notice this within us, we have to look within our hearts, and you have to find the root of that problem and surrender it to God. Bring it to him, not just saying, hey, God, rid me of gossip, rid me of pride, but no, God, this is my problem, and I can't deal with it on my own. I need you to take it away from me. Help me to find contentment in you. Help me to walk in humility and honor you with my life. Trust that the situation that I'm in is from you, and you are in control. And when you find ultimate satisfaction in him, when you find your identity in him, you're not going to be going around and trying to slander and gossip and put down other people. The second key to not being a gossip is to be filled with a love that doesn't hurt others. And we get go back pretty much right to where we started in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You, are, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And the biggest thing is, where does this love stem from? What's the great motivator for us to love each other? It's the fact that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We read 1 John 4, 19. We love 
because he first loved us. And we sang about this in the worship songs today, praising him for who he is, worshiping him. And it's easy to do in a congregate setting, to sing, to praise, to worship. But it's so much harder to do when we leave this place, when you're at work, and you have an opportunity to badmouth somebody. In school, when somebody hurts you, do you go and exchange words with somebody else about them behind their back just so you can have some satisfaction? And my prayer and our, the, the call from the word of God is next time, before you share anything about anyone behind their back, ask yourself a few questions. Ask yourself, why do I want to share this? Are the words loving towards the person that I'm talking to? Is it edifying for them? Or is it going to serve as a stumbling block for them? If the person that I'm talking about was present, would it be loving towards them? Would it be building them up? And asking these questions will change how you respond in that situation. And I know for my own life, this has been a prayer that I've had because there has been moments where I've caught myself, I've said something, and then I've had to go back and say, man, why did I say that? And I had to go and apologize and say, I shouldn't have spoken in this way. It changed the way you viewed the person that I shared about in a negative way. You had one image of them, and because of what I've said, you, have, you, you now developed a different image, and it served as a stumbling block. You judged, and I'm at fault. And in order for us to be able to grow as a community and to feel bonded together, to feel strengthened and encouraged, to be able to serve together, trust one another, open up to one another as we're commanded to be straightforward, to confess our sins and to pray for one another. But if we don't have a relationship of trust, you're not even going to want to come in to share because you think, hey, this person that's praying for me, well, after I confess to them, they're going to go and tell these, these, these people, and so we do not want to be the kind of people that are known as gossips, as slanders, as those who are going to go about hurting others. And if we read Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11, this is my closing prayer along with Paul. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Let us pray. Thank you for joining us. For more encouraging and faith-building content and information, check out our other social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook. Be blessed.